Zach and Courtney. Zach and Courtney. Zach and Courtney. Zach and Courtney. Who they're really talking? Hello, or are we ha ha haying again? <laughs> hey. Hey. I'm back my car into a car the other day. Well, you just drove off some top laps, okay? <laughs> Is this the Modest to Mouse podcast? Did I come to the wrong recording studio? I, I've, been, I've been jamming to Modest Mouse lately. I, I get that. <laughs> I respect that. You want to know what my favorite Modest Mouse song is? What is it? Whale song. Well, great song. I love whale song. I love that song too. Who doesn't like I, float on? I love uh, it's tangentially related to whale song. You ever heard of King Rat? That sounds familiar. <clears throat> Everybody go listen to the Modest Mouse song King Rat. You can't find the music video. It's why I bring it up. It was. Yes, I've seen this. Yes, yes, yes. I love this whole album. Yeah. What's the album called? It's like uh, No One's First First and and Your Next. next. Yeah. 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 Great album. That whole like little EP album or whatever. I fucking love that shit. I, uh, yeah, the music video is really cool. There's only like an animatic for it, I think, but it's about whales that like whale humans and it's always been like a favorite music video for me so that's why i thought of yes. whaling and it was going to be directed by heath ledger but then he passed away oh wow i know how crazy is that yeah i have seen this before i'm just seeing yeah. like the little still and i have seen before i yeah, never yeah, knew yeah. that though about heath ledger wow mm-hmm. cool. this is like the fucking modest yeah. mouse podcast oh. we talked about becky I don't think there'd be, like, this isn't me dissing Modest Mouse, but I don't know if it would make for a good podcast. I feel like we'd just be like, they're good. And, like, I feel like they don't have the lore that Mr. Beck Hansen does. I, I would literally just vibe the whole time. Yeah. And, like, bust out a fucking doobie and just fucking <laughs> recline. Recline. <laughs> um. So, no, this is still back to back, I promise. Um. I probably shouldn't smoke. I, I'm gonna have shouldn't. to clip. I'm gonna have to clip it and like make like a video of it or something because I've like re-listened to that whole bit from that episode <laughs> like 300 times in a row. It makes me laugh so fucking. When you almost died on air, <laughs> it is. I would say it, it <laughs> probably is the. I think it's tied. Top the the tied funniest moments for me on this podcast are that and when you went and read Moby Dick, page sixty nine. I think those are the two <laughs> I hold most near and dear to my heart. Um, that also deals with whales. It's the whale whales everywhere. I, I I'm glad to hear you say you like that because like I know people like that bit, but I'm always kind of like eh, I feel like it. I I went too long and it don't ever no i think i live for that stuff um (laughs) everyone we're going to have an april fool's special we're not telling you what it is yet i haven't determined when we're going to tell you what it is it's not going to be on april fool's it's going to be on april 2nd yeah uh, it's not going to be that friday is our day (laughs) i'm not giving you an episode a day early i'm sorry (laughs) 
and, and, and we're not doing any idea I had. So I'm a little like, and, and Courtney's sort of just like taking the reins. So I'm like tiptoeing in a little cautiously, but I'm assuming it's I hope be I great. didn't. I hope I didn't usurp too bad. No, not at all. Like what we have planned is like something I think people are actually, I mean, at least what I know of what we've talked about. Yes. It's something that people will like actually listen to. Cause like, I agree. No shade to some people, but like some people's April Fool's jokes are just like, excuses to like not put out good content exactly i I agree and i I am always of the position of like if anything you should put in extra effort for an april fool's day joke because that's like the point that was my thing with this because we had our original like the joke we made within like the first week of making this podcast and while i think that could be an informative and i'm not going to say what it is in case we want to do it in the future and while that could be an informative and interesting like still interesting not like half-assed thing i don't think it's what the fans would want i think the thing i agree yeah will be well received by at least some of the people listening to this and if you want to skip it that's fine too like i won't be mad Um, (laughs) so what do we uh, talk about first yeah let's do back news we don't obviously have as much as last week because like we just did a news episode i hope y'all liked that i think you did because it has a lot of listens already um and it's only oh does it wow um okay everybody loves seeing the funny idiot die on air ha ha (laughs) before i get into um the back news i will say just because it it is adjacently a a back-to-back adjacent holiday because it is our rack homeless king damon alburn's 53rd birthday he's older than back ha 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 grandpa stinky I I hope you had a lovely day. Um, Grandpa stinky. (laughs) Backstaged better, so that's the (laughs) Damon Alban. Hope you have a fucking great day today. (laughs) His day is like over. It's like his day is over. No, it is. It is no longer his birthday in the United Kingdom. So because Courtney fucking knows fucking Greenwich median time because all of her friends are fucking stinky I ass think British on, people. Not to, you're supposed to be choking my spit. Okay, back. We're here to talk about, about back. We're not talking about Modest Mouse or Damon Albarn or anything else. We're talking about back. Um, you know, I've been to the, the, the Meridian, the Prime Meridian. No, oh, I've been, hell yeah. I, I got to watch it drop and I took a video of when like the the time changed globally and then i got my fucking spoon stolen at austin city limits music fest <laughs> what did you see while we're talking about musicians that aren't back i saw ice cube oh. <laughs> and oh, it was the fucking yeah. it was the fucking hypest shit of my life i and can I imagine my phone <laughs> oh, maybe it's worth it. He, he was talking about fucking like barbershop three and everything. It was great. <laughs> Holy shit. That's an experience. What the hell? I'm glad I at least have the experience, obviously. Yeah. It would have been nice to have a video of it like I did and yeah. not be literally robbed, but other than it's that. It's in your brain. Um, but that's the thing. I forget everything. So is it? Let's talk about Beck. He makes me happy. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Beck making us happy, we just watched yeah. um, his performance with Joy Downer on um, our the favorite. Name, the name is misleading. 
because she is. is not a downer. It, it was is. a lot of fun. Um, it was on our favorite. <laughs> Speaking somehow, of British people, somehow, speak of stinky British people. <laughs> I was about to say it was on our favorite somehow not gay British talk shows. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. You know what? <laughs> Come on. You're telling the truth. Look. Yeah. <laughs> There's a there's a type of guy, you know, like fucking Twitter, like imagining a guy who has like fucking all aspects of a fucking obnoxious theater gay, but then he like goes home to his fucking wife. It's the fucking like weirdest shit ever. It's like hit fucking Lin Manuel Miranda, fucking Darren Chris, Darren. God damn, you just like reminded me that I thought you. I know, we all did. But oh. uh, anyway, yeah, so Beck was playing bass for mm-hmm. Joy Downer, who her first album is coming out um, or is out. Can you tell that I did my my homework? Um, if it's out, I will listen to it on Spotify because spoiler yeah. alert, me and Courtney like really vibed. Very with good song. song. <laughs> um, it comes out on June 5th, 2020. Oh, it came it, out. It, it comes out on 2020. Why did you even make it sound like it was new? What? Uh, maybe the vinyl just got pressed. I don't know. See, okay, I'm gonna like edit all that out because we just look st- mainly. I look stupid. Um, so, so yeah. it is like out. It is then, out. Then, it is yeah. Out. Why is why is he playing it so late? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, uh, I read that uh, she recorded it with her husband at home. So that's cool. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. She's super cool. I like her look. I like her vibes. But obviously, this is not the Joy to Downer podcast. <laughs> You're not there yet, sweetie. You'll get there. Maybe t- imagine that 20 years from now, two stupid 20-year-old, 20-somethings are making the Joy to Downer podcast. That's beautiful. Um, Except so we're talking about her iconic James Corden appearance. <laughs> Man, I feel bad for you. Fucking hey, shout out to all the fucking 2049ers. Sorry for the Joy to Downer podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're here to talk. Of- oh, also, I will say this is directed by uh, acclaimed director Sam Taylor Johnson. Claim director of Fifty Shades of Grey, the only movie that kind of works in the trilogy, maybe not entirely. Did she do all of them? Just the first one, okay? Because there is a feeling about her that I won't get into. Oh no, there's no, there's there's shit to say about her. All right, trust me, but uh, that's not what this podcast is about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, interesting that um. I will say, I mean, it was that cool. has like a director. I mean, first of all, like it was I, cool, but I wouldn't if you didn't tell me it was like directed by a film director that I know of. I wouldn't have guessed it. I would have thought it was I mean, just a James Corden cameraman. I mean, no, well, because I mean, yeah, like you watch it and like no shade or maybe shade to Sam Taylor Johnson, depending on what day you catch us on. But I mean, yeah. it just looks like a. TV talk show yeah, which recorded performance. I it's mean, they're fine. all shot very similarly, which is fine. Yeah, like it doesn't have to be like music video quality or anything. It's a live performance, but mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, kind of, it's like, well, oh, director of 
like Cloverfield. It's like, oh yeah, like I did that too, like in my backyard. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, not to sound like an asshole, but like, it's like you were using a camera. It's like, okay, cool. Um, but the main event here for us is obviously that Beck was in her band playing the bass. The bass. He got. Our our guy got fucking Father John Mistied. <laughs> he did, yeah. Zach that. This is now now he has become the famous person being distracting in the background. <laughs> Although I was really gonna say you explain it better than I do. That was so perfect. Um, arguably, it's it's not even the like famous person in the background because like obviously Beck Hansen is more famous than Josh Tillman. But it's just the, like, hey, I recognize that guy. Like, that's almost more perplexing. Because this video is literally Joy Downer over and out featuring Beck. Like, they're not being shy about it. And literally, I swear to God, he gets equal screen time as Joy Downer, which I feel a little He does. For for Um, a not... As far as I could tell, he wasn't singing. He was no, he was just playing the bass. No, no bass player has ever gotten that much screen time. (laughs) Fuck you if you play bass. No, I'm, I'm talking just to you, fucking Murdoch from Gorillas. <laughs> that bitch wasn't even in the video. <laughs> That's my damn point. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of low key a Murdoch stanny. I asked why everyone hated him because like, I left you... <laughs> the fandom for like eight years and didn't know the lore. Of, co- of course, Courtney's a fucking Murdoch stanny. If she wasn't with Noah, she'd be with him. <laughs> that's a free one i'd like to see that fan art everyone (laughs) that's a free one i don't know i'm trying to don't know well no who's who's twinkier is he twinkier is 2d twinkier what did you just ask? I asked did you ask if member of the group. No, no. I heard what you said, <laughs> fucking idiot. Did you just ask if fucking Murdoch is twinkier than has- 2D from Gorillas? <laughs> Literally one of like the fucking like front runners of like Twinkie Brit Pop adjacent fucking blue haired femi like are you fucking kidding me? Okay, I rest my case. So, the man who doesn't bathe? Twinks cannot bathe? <laughs> this <laughs> man, this man, you were asking if a man with green skin is a twink? <laughs> Unless we're talking about fucking Mark Ruffalo's Incredible Hulk, then no, I'm sorry. That's actually <laughs> Look, look, shout out to the fucking ruffalo horny army (laughs) okay okay okay. hey hey you know what like because she's got a big following if you either follow the artist nicole ham or like just nicole like if you are listening to this podcast for some reason because we're mutuals this is a shout out to you they fucking understand horniness for Mark Ruffalo. I understand that, but the Hulk isn't a twink. You cannot shit on me. Okay, no, no, no. I'm okay. I'm I'll I'll send you I'll send you fan art. Don't worry. I'll send you <laughs> I'm gonna prove my point. <laughs> Look it's by Nicole. <laughs> oh, Nicole. I respect it. Okay. I, I'm, anyway. I'm missing you there art. 
We're not talking about fucking green I, twinks. Hey, <laughs> I would say my argument is go ahead i gotta hear this i think that while i am like outwardly present as like a goth queen never will i choose the bad boy i choose the kind (laughs) twink which in this case never will i choose the bad boy (laughs) courtney's laying out her fucking mission statement like here and now (laughs) am i right i'm sorry that i called murdoch a twink (laughs) no it's fine this is the funniest conversation like ever (laughs) I I do agree like there's a difference between like Courtney dating a Satanist and like Courtney being with a guy that's like literally evil yeah (laughs) yeah. this can confirm neutral Noah is a very nice guy he's also not a Satanist I know I just (laughs) but you are with him so that's the point that I mean no and he's kind at, wait, wait, where's Noah at? Where's he at? Noah is in his studio. If he's not busy, re- if he, yeah, if he's not busy, I want you to yell something at him. What do you want me to yell at Noah? <laughs> yell, yell at him, would you dye your skin green for me? <laughs> not yelling that. Come on! <laughs> if he's not busy, if, if he's busy, I don't want you to bug him. Like, actually, but if it's- <laughs> Noah, can you hear me? I think he has headphones in. His AirPods are in. He can't dye his skin green. <laughs> I do not want him to get that haircut. Noah, oh god, Nor yeah, do I no. want him to dye his hair blue either. I'm going to dye my hair blue. I'm going to try again. Second attempt, it's going to fail. It's great. Oh god, you are. Good luck. I hope my my cool. roots are growing in, and they're getting all like. Guys, do you know Courtney dyes her hair? I do. Because I sure did. <laughs> Yeah, everyone, my natural hair color is like a mousy, shitty, almost blonde brown. That just probably- Your hair looks great. It, it was just a surprise the first time I found out. I was like, wait, what? Everyone thinks that. It's so shocking to me because it's literally like black. And I feel like most like Anglo-Saxon people don't ha- naturally have hair as dark as the way I dye it. But you also only ever see me through Zoom. So like, I guess I get that. But I don't, all yeah. my coworkers also thought that it was natural. So I'm glad because when I started dyeing my hair black, I was so scared I would come across uh-huh. as like a hot topic. Like, you know what I mean? And I mean, while I am that at heart, didn't want to present that way. You know what I'm saying? You're very spooky. Why were, what did we, bass players, that's how this started. (laughs) Bass players. (laughs) Wow, yeah, for everybody who is timing us at home, (laughs) there's there's your official, like, stop your stopwatch call. (laughs) Um, Speaking of both gorillas and bass players, banjo update, I'm trying to learn Aries by gorillas on the banjo, which that's a Peter Hook bass line. It's luckily on two strings that are also on the banjo. So, like, thank you, Jesus. But I just want to re- go down back-to-back memory lane when I t- was live-tweeting the um, Song Machine live performance. And I did not at Peter Hook. I just said, Peter Hook, what a legend. And then his official Twitter account liked the tweet. And I had a panic attack almost, and I deleted it because it was too close. He, he could have gone backstage and said to anyone, any of the famous people in that room, like, imagine him walking up to Robert Smith and being like, there's a Beck podcast. I don't need that. I listen to the Beck to Beck podcast. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want your hook to know that we exist. Um, anyway, 
I'm not dissing bass players. I think the bass is a great instrument. You you should you should you should tell them or tag them whenever you like have it down. Because guys, Courtney's That's like really here. good. Courtney I'm shared fine. a video and it's really good. <laughs> I'm very. Fine. I my, think it's awesome. <laughs> my tiny little hands are struggling to do it, but I'm getting there. Um, that That's why Beck first... can play bass so well. He could fucking like exactly. finger your brain. I, yes. No. <laughs> I need to go back and watch that video again and pay attention to his hands and get jealous because yeah, no. And yeah, I, hashtag watch the fingers. Use that also, hashtag. Like, bass. Noah was telling me bass frets are like huge. And my banjo frets are not that huge. That's oh, like yeah, a guitar. Fucking, oh my god. That's anyway, insane. what I'm saying is typically to go way. This is what a nightmare conversation. I'm gonna have dreams about Noah with green skin now. I don't need this. <laughs> um, what I'm saying is typically when the person performing is just a singer, it focuses on the singer and not the bass player. But because Beck was the bass player, Sam Taylor Johnson was like, put some respect on this man. And They really said featuring Beck. I know he's literally just like... I mean, I'm glad they did. And yeah. like, as we've been saying, he's very adorable in the video. He is like, so cute. He's so Cutest happy. Beck. So happy. This is the happiest I feel like we've seen him in a long time like i think he's i don't know like he just comes across usually as very like i don't want to say reserved but like politely reserved like in his posting like a teenager (laughs) he does he posted a lot of like poetry the other night like very late at night it was kind of he should do like he should make a video like that ruby cower like reading her poetry on tiktok <laughs> did you see that yes okay i wanted to make sure that you saw that because that I was did. literally the worst thing i've seen <laughs> look yeah i'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole but i'm gonna say two things <laughs> okay ruby cower can both or i'm sorry for mispronouncing my last name ruby cower can both bring poetry to a more mainstream position that it has probably ever been in like the publishing world and get a lot of people into poetry and reading poetry and writing poetry. She can do that. And also literally be one of the worst poets that I've ever seen in my entire life. And look, I have credibility on this. This is from a bitch that fucking reads poetry for fun. I have a fucking 18th century book of Wordsworth poetry in my fucking cabinet that I read frequently like reread this like hundreds of pages of fucking english lake district poetry (laughs) so i i'm a bit of an expert so yes i can say that i read shakespeare for fun people come on i can say this anyways um i'm just happy to see debbie downer yeah downer huh Um, joy downer those are antonyms, yes. Um, for everyone that didn't see, uh, I just gave Zach a silent thumbs up. Corny gave the most nonplussed thumbs up ever, just like, yeah. Hey. I'm, just, I'm still reeling from the fact that you said if I wasn't um, with Noah, I would be with Murdoch Nichols. It's offensive. Um, Look, you are straight as a board so like <laughs> i'm sorry if i'm having a little trouble believing the twink thing i believe you might be like like a softer man but i don't know about a twink 
<laughs> All right, Courtney's looking like I've actually touched a nerve. <laughs> <laughs> come on you know oh yeah Courtney just come on you know me and like the hardest I've got a fucking like indent on my forehead where she fucking bonked me with facts and logic so I'm just gonna shut my mouth um I'm a straighty though that's for sure I would definitely say the straightest member of gorillas is Murdoch for sure right I'd, I'd buy that, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Again, like, people like ship him in 2D. Like, I know, and that's toxic and bad. It is toxic because Murdoch is literally abusive, like, actually abusive. Yeah. As 2D like, literally. As I'm like, 2D. Annie. <laughs> Love. <laughs> Can't stand her ass. Me and the bestie. <laughs> Me and the bestie. There's a free Me- one for anyone making memes. <laughs> cage. Anyone make it? Anyone. Meanwhile, on the sidelines, 2D literally almost lost both of his eyes because of Murdoch. I was reading lore the other day because I was like, I need to catch up on my lore. Okay. I'm, the gorillas lore is so much this fun. This is not a gorillas podcast, but here I am anyway. The fucking. The one guy from Powerpuff Girls canonically was their bass player for an album. Yeah, Ace. I didn't realize. <laughs> I knew that, like, I've seen all the videos and stuff, and I was like, that's a familiar looking dude. Like, why do I recognize Yeah, him? it's I Ace. Know, it's Jamie Hewlett. And then I was like, <laughs> from the gang green gang. I love the concept of Jamie Hewlett being like, this bitch is green. He must know Murdoch. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, even me, as like a lifelong Gorillaz fan, I was like, what the fuck? And then you, like, I don't know if it's there, if it's how I saw it or not, but like, you just go on Twitter and Jamie Hewlett's like, oh yeah, like I talk with Craig McCracken, like the creator of Powerpuff Girls, and he said it was cool. And it's like, okay, <laughs> Ace from the gang, Green Gang of Powerpuff Girls. I love that. In That's this great. universe. Man, I've, once again, we're just totally derailing at this point, but I want to fucking Tank Girl remake so bad. Oh my God, I love Tank Girl so much. <laughs> I'm glad that we both love Tank Girl. Do you know how hard it is to find people that A, even know what Tank Girl is, and B, actually like Tank Girl? My dad really likes the Tank Girl comics. He has a giant Tank Girl on the neck of his jet ski. Um, that and vinyl. is so funny. Um, cool. So I, yeah, I grew. I probably was looking at those comics way too early. But that Fucking, was like my dad was like yeah. so excited when he I was like look at this cartoon band and he was like <laughs> <laughs> look at this cartoon band <laughs> that's your fucking back back homework go read the Tank Girl comics and watch yeah. the Tank Girl movie <laughs> yep it's um, iced tea is a kangaroo you cannot ask for more um, back to back back to back look here's the last thing i want to say yes go ahead. anybody can like a twink um I'm, I'm 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 waving i'm i'm extending courtney and olive branch and i'm saying everybody can like a twink hashtag everybody can like a twink i don't know though i don't know if, i don't know if 2d and i would i don't know you know come on you know and then you want to go to the fucking cookout <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> what would gorillas order at cookout? What would gorillas order at cookout? Murdoch would fucking like fry one of the rats on the floor. No, he would... into... Wait, have you seen a cookout barbecue plate before? It looks like vomit. <laughs> That's what Murdoch would order. Well, I'm, 
I was given a cookout barbecue plate that I didn't order and I didn't know what it was and we opened it in the car and we literally thought it was like dog shit. We didn't know for like two years that that was what it was. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Wait, wait, let me find a picture. Okay, this is for editing, Courtney. Courtney, as soon as you say <laughs> dog shit, play like one of the stock fart sound effects. Like, <laughs> okay, are you ready? Are you ready? You ready? Well, just of like. Oh, uh, I thought you meant like of your like specific plate. I is that. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I think I ordered that before because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> and yeah. then you get it. It literally looks like a fucking bowl just like shat on a styrofoam plate. <laughs> so yeah, that's definitely what Murdoch would order. Is noodle <laughs> vegan? I feel like noodles vegan. Is that just it's- me making an assumption? <laughs> I love how you went on that so quick. Is noodle vegan? She would not like cook out if she is. I have no clue. I'm 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 not sure. <laughs> Who's the chicken man? That's the question. It's 2D a chicken man. Who's, back. who's the chicken man? That's your fucking Bruce Springsteen question of the week. Who's the chicken man? Well, remember, the, one of the first jokes we ever made in this fucking podcast was that Beck looked like a chicken man. He does. It's still true. It, exactly. Someone, someone's Instagram bio is like Beck is a chicken man or something. Oh god. I know. I hope that's not because of us. <laughs> it's definitely because of us. Um Oh god. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Okay, this performance, great. Back was absolutely rocking. We need to get through this, Zach. It's taking an hour to get through a th- We did okay, okay, yeah. So so how how about this? So yeah, yeah, like the song itself is great. Him playing the bass a lot of fun. He's really smiley, really happy, really cute. The thing that we talked about, and like we can make this like a last point that I wanted to say is that we thought that one reason Beck looks so happy in this video is that he's happy in a way where he's like, hey, here is a new artist with a cool sound that I'm playing with and helping support, and that makes him happy. And we've said that there's some artists like this, like artists who are older, who are iconic, and make a real active effort to like, not shit on new musical artists like if anything to really uplift them and like we think that's really awesome like that's what his smile looks like in this video like that's what his happiness and his joy and his bouncing around like looks and feels like in this video like he's like i'm jamming with an up-and-comer and that's awesome yeah and that is like the sweetest thing ever it's so wholesome, and I hope he continues to do stuff like this. Even just, I mean, like, this is so random. It's literally just, like, he wasn't even on the song, like, on the, like, recording. He just was, like, I mean, I don't know what actually if she asked him, he asked her, whatever. But he agreed to just come on a late-night performance and play the bass and have fun. And yeah. I don't know. I hope he keeps doing stuff like this. I mentioned to Zach, and I mentioned on Twitter a little bit, he also is somehow in some capacity doing something with Natalie Bergman, whose debut album is coming out through Third Man in June that I'm very excited for because, um, unshockingly, I like gospel music, despite the fact that I'm queen agnosticism. Uh, so I, I really hope he is, like singing on one of her songs i think that'd be very interesting because he is jewish but i know he has like 
like Baptist or something like on his dad's side. So it's just cool. I don't know. Obviously, his like folk background and blues background would lead like lends him very well to gospel. Yeah. And like he's a mighty good leader off of one foot in the grave and everything. But I think her sound and Beck's sound would meld together well. And also, I, y'all know how desperately I would just like to see Beck standing in front of a church. That fulfills a lot for me. On many levels. Um, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. But that's another instance of him supporting like, uh, I mean, she's not up and coming. She had a band and everything, but he's supporting her solo endeavor and she is younger than him. So it's cool. I, I hope he keeps doing stuff like this. Like and, yeah. uh, if he produces or anything like that. I mean, he has produced before, but if he continues to produce and yeah it's good obviously i want him to put out his own music still but like i wouldn't be mad if he had a period where he just did little stuff like this because like it seemed to make him very happy yeah and because that's like what you do sometimes you know like you put out an album that you can kind of like feature on people for a little bit yeah. like, while you're working on your own shit it's great hashtag beck get a church girl <laughs> i that that's i i had that sh- vision shortly in my head when I didn't know who, know who she was at first, and it was just like this pretty blonde lady that Beck posted on a story, and I was like, Hello. I want a church girl that go to church. And Reiner, my emo. <laughs> uh oh, Courtney's, Courtney's pulling it up. There's, an, there's another freebie. There's another edit for you. <laughs> Fucking do Beck, but with the church girl fine. <laughs> I actually love it. Go to church, girl, and go to church and read your Bible. Can we go one week without like telling <laughs> Beck to date someone? Last week we're like Beck and Tommy. This week I'm like Beck and Natalie Bergman. Like, Beck, fucking get laid. Fucking the drought is over. <laughs> I just want him to be happy. And they've both been through like traumatic things. And like, I don't know. Beck is Beck is literally such a like, can I hold your purse, bitch? There's no oh. way that he's getting that much tail. Yeah, you say all oh, because you know it's true. But that's like <laughs> nice. Beck that's is, Beck is the most Beck. Okay, I'm gonna pull, pull, pull these out. Like fucking Drake memes. Beck is the most like, can I get a hug guy? Like, he, ever. no, no. I don't think Beck has can I get a hug energy at all. You he don't has, think at no, all? No. Maybe not with our song today, which we should probably talk about. We, soon. We'll get there. We'll get there. I don't think he does because that the thing about can I get a hug guys is they're insidious. They're insidious. I don't, think, don't you know what I mean? Like, like the hug because you can't, you can't like say that a hug is creepy you know what i mean like oh it's just a hug fine kind of thing but they're they're i love can i get a hug i love this analysis because like honestly like i get it like i really do like it's not a can i get a hug like who would who I think he's like a genuine because there are like genuinely can I get a hug guys. So there's also like yeah. the guy you're talking about where it's yes. like, oh, can I get a hug because like I want a girl's fucking boobies pressed up against me, like that kind of guy. I'm trying to think who we've discussed before that would be a kind of that kind of can I get a hug guy. If he wasn't getting laid enough, then like Liam Gallagher because he's. Cheeky. I don't think Liam. <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> 
You're right. But like, because don't get me wrong, Liam gets laid as Courtney's told me today. He's got fucking like four kids on welfare. Yeah, he. (laughs) They're all like fucking models, Zach. Not welfare. I mean, as in like Liam needs to pay child support. Yeah. Um. (laughs) No, he. uh, You know, and I was about to say he like is too cocky to be a like like too exactly yeah. However, I know Liam Gallagher's getting laid. Like I know, like I think he's an ugly ass fucker. But like, I think you can get Liam Gallagher in a pub, and he's been there for four hours, and you walk in, he'll hit you with a "Can I get a hug?" (laughs) For sure. He's like, "Oh hey, do you like Wonderwall? That's me." (laughs) (laughs) You know that it works. Well, it does. Know that it works. Exactly. And that's the thing. Beck would never be like, I'm the loser guy. He would never do that. Beck walks up to girl at a pub. I'm loser. <laughs> well, first of all, Beck's not going to any fucking pubs. He lives in Los Angeles. He's going to like put fucking, him in a pub. Like yoga studio. Um, put put all right everybody make this meme uh i'm, I'm making a special request D- find like a fucking like Chuck E. cheese and like put beck just standing by himself kind of sad looking and just have a little text ball that says i'm loser <laughs> that's my request yeah <laughs> He, like, dropped his one slice of pizza on the floor, like, top side up, and it's on the little, like, shitty covered, like, space floor. Oh. You could sneak that bitch in the Chuck E. Cheese. He's short. He um, looks like a baby. What was I? The Benjamin Button, baby. I think it was just the, the Grammy video. Yeah, I already talked about this, how Noah said that hey. when he sees Beck, he's, like, he looks like a kid. <laughs> that like like he looks like he should be doing something kids do like running up the stairs on all fours. That's so funny. He does like that was right. Um. Anyway, yeah, I loved this performance. It was super fun. Um, I just opened up YouTube to like look at it again and realized I had um read your Bible <laughs> open and I was like. <laughs> Oh, okay. This is not what I thought it was, but we're good. Um, yeah. Anyway, we got two songs this week. We got Get Real Paid from Midnight Vultures and uh, a loser B-side, Fume. And it was actually both of our first times ever hearing Fume. Yeah. And we, not to jump ahead to the second song, <clears throat> but we were pleasantly, not pleasantly surprised, but just happy with it. We liked it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but we'll it, it was a surprise to hear and be like, "Oh, this is really cool!" Like, yeah. like this a lot. Um, but we will start with "Get Real Paid" because we got. Oh, and also comically, immediately after "Get Real Paid," yeah, yeah finished, we, we got of all things. <laughs> yeah, we got the intro. We got to get intro real paid. to "Get Real Paid." Immediately after, we're not fucking around. We actually no. got it on shuffle immediately after Get Real Paid. So a quick review of that: robot sounds are cool. Um, that's about all I have to say. Yeah, uh, intro to Get Real Paid. Uh, put it on and POV. You work at the Chum Bucket. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> um, pardon me. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Courtney just sharded. <laughs> no, I. 
It's my gird. I was going to say, Cordy just girded. Okay, I do want to say quickly, I do want to say, God bless back-to-back listener and friend Emily for telling me that oat milk is a gird trigger. Because I was out here thinking that my gird was so bad that decaf coffee was giving me heartburn. It was the fucking oat milk. I We bought almond milk. We switched back to almond milk. I can drink coffee again. I could cry. Could not believe it. So God bless you. I love you. Jesus changed my life. Yeah, thank you, Emily. You don't have to drink goat milk anymore. But let me tell you, if you want to drink goat milk still, eat Prilosec. I'm Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> you saying eat Prilosec is so funny. <laughs> I really don't mean to. I mean to say take Prilosec. I always say eat Prilosec. It's so funny, though. Um, <laughs> so, get real paid off Midnight Vultures. Great song. More like get real good song. I like this a lot. This was very, very techno. Like we're in a little bleep bloop world on this song. I know you really want it because your daddy's always on it. And he know just how to flaunt it. He got pictures in his wallet. And you want to be your lover. Does he look just like my mother? Does he cover you like butter? And just leave you in my gutter? I want to know if I'm worth your time. I liked it a lot. <laughs> I feel like this is one of the songs I think of in my head, like when I think of Midnight Vultures. Um, the like I, I, little, I the little, I know you really want it because your daddy's always on it and he knows it. Like that, I always think of when I think of this album, yeah, along yeah. with the, the, we like the boys with the bulletproof vest. We like the girls with the cellophane chest. That's also iconic. And Touch My Ass If You're Qualified is from this song. Like it, the list goes on. <laughs> it's uh it's i really like it i think the lyrics are classic fun back this is definitely a can you say how you say horny for me please it's a horny song <laughs> thank you um horny. i like that um whiskey clone describes it as um, an androgynous robot trying to get some, but it is uh, is a bit unsure on how to actually get it. Confusion ensues. And I think that makes the song make a lot more sense. Because Beck is himself an androgynous <laughs> robot. Honestly. <laughs> I love this quote. Beck said, I was trying to make it sound like the Teletubbies if they went electro. <laughs> Which, honestly, that's kind of the vibe. This isn't, like, a childish song or anything, but it is, like, silly. It is it very... Is. It leans very much... Because, like, you know, I feel like something that can... I don't know. Not necessarily for, be forgotten, but, like, you know, with all the talk of Midnight Vultures and its themes of, like, sex and stuff like that, and, you know, a take on, like, you know, really masculine soul music or whatever... It is also, I mean, I associate a lot of like synth with Midnight yeah, Vultures. And like, sure. I think it, maybe it's all just this song because, yeah, like I was saying, I agree in that this is a very like, oh, when I think Midnight Vultures, I think like get real paid. And so, like, this really is like a synth, like, heart of the song. And it's 
very bleep bloopy, like I said, but like, you know, it's when did I Vultures come out again? Was it 99? It was 99, which like God's year. God's year. <laughs> Fucking so many good year. things came out in 99. So many good things. So many good things. Like statistically proven that so many good things came out in 99. But that's what I mean. I mean, like, I feel like it's not like 99 was like techno or anything, but like, I feel like a lot of people were just on the vibe of like, Oh, this is the year when like the world might end. And so there's a few people at least doing a kind of like futurism kind of thing of like, Oh, it's a very like sci-fi kind of vibe almost. And so I, I don't know. I feel like I'm really just talking a lot and not saying much no i get what you mean and i mean to go off the bleep bloops like back like blatantly said that they were going for a craft work vibe Mm. and like does it get much more bleep bloop computery than craft work i'm not like i i I, craft work's kind of a like a blind spot for me i don't like i know about craft work and i know some songs but i couldn't call myself a fan you know craft Um, punk I hate Kraft Punk because I don't like cheese. You hate I have to Kraft look away every time Kraft Punk is on the screen. You have to look away when because Kraft he cheeses Punk shows people up? because he cheeses people and it's disgusting. There's nothing to me in this world more disgusting than like liquid orange cheese. Disgusting. Wow. I can't. I, wow. I, hate, I hate macaroni and cheese. The only That's- acceptable cheeses to me are melted mozzarella and like heated parmesan dude guys fucking oh man imagine how fucking upset courtney's gonna be when we finally meet and i'm just fucking like hogging on some mac and cheese oh no you can eat it farting all over the no, place okay. she's gonna watching, hate it. okay there's a difference between watching those around who eat mac and cheese and fucking eric andre's craft punk dumping <laughs> liquid cheese on like Ava Longoria <laughs> like very different I love that like I was unintentionally implying that like oh <laughs> these things are the same eating mac and cheese in front of your friends literally spraying people with liquid cheese yeah not the same you can eat all the mac and cheese you want in front of me I don't care I'm not gonna eat it it's all yours I'm not gonna what if I held it before I said Eat some. I don't like when people do that to me anyway. I'm not, I don't want your food. Keep your food. I have my own. If that looks good to me, I will order my own. I'm not a share. I feel like, I feel like you reach like a certain age. No one has shared food with me in like literally years. And I don't want them to. I've got my food. You've got yours. Don't, don't share with me. That's definitely not happening in, in, in a hopefully post COVID world. Like I think there's just some things that we're not going to do anymore. And that's one of them. Oh, yeah. Because my food is like cough city. Like if you like, touch anything of mine, there's like a growing colony of like mini Zach virus like, <laughs> all over that shit. I'm just imagining if we do go to Disney World in the fall, if we're all God willing vaccinated, um, you're going to scare the shit out of some park goers because you're going to hack. And they're gonna think you have COVID. I don't. I do not cough that much. <laughs> That's the thing, listeners. I will learn if it's a bit or not in person. Look, I like didn't know it was a thing until like you, like this friend group that I'm yeah. like in now. I did not really know it was a thing 
until like this friend group. Jane, I, mean, I feel like tell you you coughed a lot. I mean, I guess, but like I forget everything. Yeah, you just don't <laughs> listen to your girlfriend. That's the problem. Okay, maybe that's true. <laughs> Or she doesn't listen to this. She's not gonna know. I'll DM. No, I'm joking. I will never do. Don't that. do it. Don't tell um, me coffee. <laughs> Look, I already told y'all. I'm gonna cough on kids when I go to Disney. You know what? Fuck them kids. <laughs> Can I say that? I don't like. I'll edit this out. But like me to you, I don't like children. I have no patience oh. for children. I've never been around children much. I have no maternal instincts. The whole like, oh, your biological clock, you're going to have maternal instincts. Nope. They yeeted those right out with my ovary. Gone. Never had them though. So they didn't yeet Hot, Hot take. The world. Like plan earth. Too many kids. Too, too, too many people. We have too yes. many people. <laughs> I think it's okay if like a couple people don't want to have kids. Like, like we don't know if we want to have have kids i mean like seriously yeah. so i hate i would i would rant for literally three hours of like the whole culture of like oh you're gonna want to but i'm not getting into that shit no i can't wait because we're you know that's gonna happen soon every old southern woman right. in the world is gonna be like yeah Deary. no and that literally i will say i can look them dead in the eye and be like i'm infertile and make them feel bad because I like kind of am. I'm enough that I can say that. And then like it doesn't hurt my feelings because I don't want kids. But I hope that it makes them think before saying it. Because one day they'll say it to someone who can't, who wants children that can't have children. And that's the thing that grinds my gears. That shit sucks so bad. Yeah. You got to tell them to you gotta tell them to their faces. This womb is a tomb. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. oh that's good. <laughs> um, so back to uh get real yeah, hop back into it um so they're talking uh whiskey clone there's a lot i need to talk about the whiskey clone like analysis but first i want to say um they're talking about how the lyrics are kind of confusing and, a like, song with confusing lyrics <laughs> thanks whiskey clone, clone. <laughs> sorry the uh the gird it's, it's getting there um <laughs> Back, it says Beck was proud of the confusion in the lyrics and he's quoted saying I think it's just a revolving door none of the lines are specific to each other you just don't know whose relationship is whose he's proud I do like that like th- this is to provide some actual analysis this is a very like gender fluid song which I think Ooh, is yeah. really cool like the the like sexual perspective that it takes is literally like always shifting it's like mm-hmm. never can. Cons- which i think is very cool and like honestly ties into that shit we were kind of talking about of like oh sex loss is a kind of like futuristic album because that is a very like you know more like immediate future idea of like oh like more people are having better understandings of like gender and sex and stuff like that and so stuff like this is more fluid and just kind of like who gives a shit so i think that's really awesome like actually the fact that beck was doing this shit in 99 is like really fucking cool no i agree it's it's incredibly progressive and i just think authentic to how he was feeling perhaps how he still feels i'm not sure but i i think it's i mean i think it was definitely 
I don't want to say it was bold to be making a song like this in the 90s because you had people like Bowie and other and Prince and stuff I feel like also mm-hmm. doing this but like it's almost like he did it a little later than um like he came to the scene later than they did I mean obviously like they were still making yeah. stuff by then but it's just a little different I think it's also just like he was carrying the torch he was carrying the torch and I also think like he's not the person you would necessarily expect to go this route because like i don't know there's something like inherently very like drippingly sexual about david bowie and prince specifically like they're i mean do you know what i mean you look at no, that and I, you're like i, I, I agree it. but like beck well I'm, i think beck is uh, an attractive man he's not that like he's, he's not huge. i mean He's like little I mean, and cute yeah. and like boy next door almost. Like it's not you wouldn't expect well, him well that, to be the androgynous. <laughs> well, no, and that brings a that whole. He's being in this album. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Oh God. Uh, because I I completely agree with all of that. I think this brings up an interesting discussion because I think in general the comparisons to Bowie and Prince are warranted for many reasons but of one the idea of like artistic reinvention Mm -hmm. and whereas like bowie and prince would do that through like performance persona Mm -hmm. like beck really more so does it like with his music like when beck put out you know midnight vultures and then what came after sea change sea change it was sea change so i mean like and you know i haven't seen like all concert footage of beck of anything but i'm assuming that beck didn't come out on stage for midnight vultures and like a fucking like carnival-esque like sci-fi leather like full drag makeup like oh, this is my, like, persona for this album. Like, you know, Ziggy Beck, like, wrote this album or whatever. It's like he kind of just, like, makes the album and he performs just as, like, Beck. And so I agree in that, like, he is not giving off those vibes as, like, himself, but rather, like, through his music, which is why, not that, you know, Bowie and Prince weren't great at, like, artistic reinvention. They were. Like, I love diverse they are and shit but like that like really and all while just being under his own umbrella it's never like oh when he did sea change he put on a fucking like hippie outfit and like robes and like did you know what i mean like no, he's not I like say like as and this is, it's funny that you say this because i've never had a reason to like talk about it on the podcast but it is something i literally deal with like weekly Whoa. i for anyone who doesn't know i pretty much run the like the boring parts of the social media like all the like daily like picture of beck kind of half-assed caption like that's me and so i have like a folder on my phone of just like beck pictures that i like every once in a while i'll go and just like save more sometimes it is very hard for me as someone who like i was really into beck in high school and then just didn't i listened to his music but wasn't like invested in like him and his I don't say his lore he's a, a person no yeah, um, yeah but like his backstory and all that until we started this podcast and I definitely have learned more now than I knew when I was like really in high school sometimes it is hard for me to tell 
like what's sea change what's squirrel what's the information what's modern guilt yeah it's very hard and i've literally like thank you listeners because like i've picked up on like what you guys have said like that has gotten me through it and i'm sure there have been times where those eras i have confused like obviously midnight vultures a little bit easier because he Mm -hmm. did dress a little more like right right snazzily because he had like the fringe and stuff but even and like you know odalay i feel like the sideburns and like stuff like that you can tell and obviously like mellow gold he was baby and then you know it gets a i would say he's now kind of gone back into like he aged into his like dad look and has kind of stayed with that i would say like there's definitely a pre and post divorce back look and i think he's gotten a little like hot dad dressing post divorce with his little silk tops and stuff whereas before he was just wearing like <laughs> button ups and his hats like i feel like he's yeah. feeling himself a little more now but yeah i completely agree and i do want to segue into saying there is a note on whiskey clone that like i just can't find any information about this beyond this so please yeah. listeners oh that's perfect, um, that's perfect. Please let us know because we you know did not else. know about this shit. And we've covered I'm... a few Midnight Vulture songs. I've never seen this until now. Yeah. I googled it, couldn't really we... find anything. We're they... very interested if you know anything about it. Yeah. They say, um, Whiskey Clone says, Beck really jumps into his odd Midnight Vultures character, Surrealius. Thus, he continues playing with masculine feminine norms, as in, I'll do your laundry on nicotine and gravy, or I'm a full-grown man and I'm not afraid to cry in sex laws. Here, though, he acts much more like an androgynous robot trying to get some, but is unsure how to actually get it. Confusion ensues. I have never seen anything about this character. I don't... I've never heard of Surrealius in my life, but I'm I'm very interested. (laughs) I personally don't, like... I don't... I, I, this isn't me like denying whiskey clone i'm sure that he's said something about this in an interview or something but like i'm not gonna view this album from that i don't feel like it's a character i feel very much everything you just said it just seems like a different mode of beck so even if there is this character it's not as much of a character as like ziggy stardust or something like you to me as okay as far as i'm seeing like the main like top level of it fucking add this to the back-to-back iceberg clearly yeah is that midnight vultures was originally going to be a concept album that was performed as a robotic avatar trying to get laid (laughs) named surrealius okay so they're so they're not that was apparently the original idea like i don't think it's something that carried through to the actual execution but it was planned which that would make sense and why we wouldn't know about that because and with, I mean we're still yeah. finding out more about Midnight Vultures because we haven't gotten it a lot. Yeah. So yeah. So whiskey clones like make sense what they're saying, saying he's jumping into the character because this like I would say maybe this song is the only not the only thing, but this song maybe retains that plot more than any other song on the album. So maybe this is like what that concept turned into just like get real paid. Cause I feel like he explores a lot more than that on the rest of the album. Um, so it's just like one facet so that's very interesting I feel like yeah I just can't and this isn't like knocking him or anything but I can't see him committing to like a character I feel like that would like I don't want to speak for him but I feel like he wouldn't be like comfortable performing that way he just doesn't strike me as that kind of person to like I don't know 
No, I mean, like, to quote Austin Powers, like, it's not his bag, baby. Like, no, it's true. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) And that's fine. I mean, like, I know some artists do, but like, every artist doesn't perform like with personas. It's just sort of like another layer to being a musician that you can do if you want. But if you don't, that's fine. Like, I think it's interesting that he, I guess, apparently has talked about it enough for like, people know about it and like you know i see a listener of ours referencing it so i mean yeah. like you know awesome <laughs> no that's super i mean it's super cool it's kind of a more you know that see that is the thing that like i feel like we're very blessed to be doing a back podcast <laughs> we are constantly learning new things and i mean a part of that is because we're not the most well-versed on Beck. we simply started this because we both liked him and i think wanted to learn more about him um and it was a bit but now i'm thoroughly (laughs) invested into it um we were talking the other day about like when it stopped becoming a bit uh i don't want to get into it on air but it was like a moment where like someone let us know what you think (laughs) what do you think of this podcast stopping a bit everybody it was like someone made a i won't get into it but it's like someone made a joke saying like haha yeah like podcasts like everyone's making a podcast and i was like it's not a joke anymore um you want to know the reason why it's not a joke y'all seriously not to get like sentimental and like weird but the fact that like people are actually listening to it that's what made it stop being a bit for me like really like it not to this is so cheesy and like i'm gonna cry if i go into it too long it literally stopped being a bit for me when holly sent me memes the next morning like it was like I got Aww. cold water splashed on my head. It was like this weird reality check of like strangers might listen to this and like now you're not strangers. Like specifically Holly is not a stranger to me anymore. Holly is a friend to the both of us. And so many of you, I feel like you're my friends as well. So like it, it's, I don't know. Like that's why we keep doing I agree. That. Like, like similar like boat or whatever. Like when Holly made us fucking fan art. When like yeah, exactly. multiple of you have made us fucking yeah. fan art. If like I, you know, I'm, I know I'm only fucking 25, but like if you had asked me like a reasonable answer of do you think you will ever have fan art of you drawn in your life, I would have told you no. And this is from someone who wants to fucking like go be in Hollywood and shit and like wants people to like perceive him and shit. But I didn't think that was going to happen. Like that shit literally made me cry it still makes me cry it does. like i just every time makes me cry sometimes no every time one <laughs> new fan art always does yeah yeah every time one of you draws something like i still tear up it's crazy it's so weird yeah like weird in a good way i don't mean weird like we're weird out we love the it. best totally, way possible it's so yeah it's just so and like i don't know it's just been so cool we're getting all we're getting all like happy we're getting know. all emotional um yeah I <laughs> just know, like just back really cool. when he played the bass exactly maybe that seeing him happy <laughs> has gotten me in this state but no it is i think it's that we're, we're not nearing a year quite let's yet, make fun of him but we are like we will hit a year in a few months and it's just like crazy oh, like i keep thinking of like imagine because it's the whole like the pandemic's been going on for a year exactly now pretty much mm. so i keep thinking like a year ago, just for context for the listeners, I didn't know who Zach was a year ago right now. We had we didn't know <laughs> we didn't know each other. 
and people are always so shocked to hear literally have like physically never met met. that's like i've had several like other like online mutuals or even just like my friends be shocked to find out that we haven't known each other just because i we have good rapport you know back and forth but like so i don't know it is just pat just all you gotta do is match a fucking like rainbow gay with a fucking creepy goth and what do you get exactly it's, it's an unbeatable formula but no if you would have told me a year ago that i would run an active podcast let alone that it was about back i would have been like what really like yeah i like back but like really? i would be like i have not listened to beck in over 10 years yeah like it, i'm just like huh like actively no. i mean i'm just like you know so. No, same. Like, I had not consistently been, like, Beck is the greatest thing in the world since high school, and I don't even yeah, know. Like, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just, like, the fact that we literally do do this every week. Like, we find time to, like, do it, and, and we've committed to it. We've missed one week. <laughs> no. The reason, like, genuinely, once again, not to get sappy, but, like, the reason I know I, and I'm sure Zach feels the same way, am motivated to do this every week is because of you all. Like, it's not yes. like we have some huge, massive fan base. I don't care to have a huge, massive fan base, but there's y'all. And, like, the fact that anyone is listening to anything we have to say and that you guys, like, interact yeah. with us, it's so nice. It's such a nice little community. It's a very welcoming and kind community. Like, you guys welcomed us instantly i feel like and like i've watching like more people join like the beck internet community has been really cool and it's just such a sweet little i don't know it's very pleasant i feel like it reminds me of like the music fandoms i used to be in when i was younger and it's it's cool to see that that's still alive because like i jumped over to movie fandom online and it's just so much more toxic oops it really is like just to say it's it's like violently toxic so to have such a nice community is it's lovely okay i'll stop now i just have i've said it like i've said before like look i'm like oh like i'm better at talking about movies and music or whatever if i had the choice of like who to be put in a room with fucking like movie fandoms or music fandoms it would be music for sure no and that's the thing i mean of course there are toxic music fandoms but like you know liam gallagher stands hey a bunch of liam gallagher (laughs) listen to this podcast (laughs) oh great have fun supporting your fucking deadbeat dad I, mean, literally. I think I've, mostly in Gallagher fans know that. Like, I feel like it's a very self. Oasis fans are like painfully self-aware. <laughs> I feel like you'd have to be to put up, like, put not put up, be a fan of a band with literally so much chaos for like their entire career. Like, I I get it. I get yeah. it. Um. Okay. So get real paid. Uh, I don't have too much more to say other than yeah, it's a good song. I just want to say. Touch my ass if you're qualified is is such a good, line. <laughs> and I think I think friend of the pod Aaron of Moody's Pod said that that was the best back line, and maybe she's right. I I love it. Last point I want to make two things. One uh, can't help but notice that whiskey clone used 
cromulent in their description of this song so fucking shout out to whoever simpsons fan that works on the whiskey (laughs) club website back to back homework look up what cromulent means and uh use it in a a social media post i i want to see it what's gonna happen we're gonna get real paid when beck does finally find this podcast and he loves it and he invites us to go on tour with him (laughs) and all we do before every show is that he sets up uh two turntables and a microphone and we go up to it and you go hey and i go hey and then they start the show (laughs) no i like to imagine us open i've thought about this before because i've thought about this um well no just the, well we've talked about our live shows but like the thought of it like before an actual like performance shows. is um like literally like my like my personal macbook is taken onto the stage and we like <laughs> plug it into like with an hdmi to a projector and like show my spotify and show us hitting shuffle and then we just sit in silence listening to a back song with the audience and then we just discuss it live like that's so horrible <laughs> well cuz so you know like you know whenever home. we're like queuing it up and like when we press shuffle we hit play we get the first song the audience goes yeah like like reacts in some way to the first song yeah. then we just sit in silence listening and we get the next song yeah and then we just talk about it <laughs> That's like it. that's awful that's just a horrible live performance but anyway that's when we'll get real paid he'll write us a big fat paycheck. that's when we'll get real paid um <laughs> great thanks for the money beck i get real paid this friday t okay um <laughs> do you <laughs> you get real paid i think i do actually oh my god <laughs> same schedule okay bestie um <laughs> you get real paid okay here's a question before we move on for me no just like both of us do you think do you think in in this uh the the universe of this song would you qualify I would do. I don't know. You're very mean to him. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm too mean, so I can't, I can't touch his ass. No. Well, a, there's nothing to touch. (laughs) I'd, I'd fucking touch, I'd fucking touch Beck's ass, and I'd fucking freak out and want to go get a tetanus shot because I feel like I'd fucking like stubbed it on a piece of metal. What a low blow. I'm so sorry. I tried to make that come across as not mean as possible. Hey, guys. Just a quick update. I told my tennis story last week. Uh, So the day after we recorded that episode, uh, I got my COVID vaccine. So had I gotten the tennis shot, I wouldn't have been able to get my COVID vaccine. So, uh, Oh, yeah. Guess who won that one? I also listened to Deborah on the way home from getting uh, my first uh covid vaccine so thank you for sharing that moment with me beck ask him about the green skin when he comes out of the bathroom i'll ask him about <laughs> yeah. the green skin you don't have to i just couldn't help but notice on courtney's screen that she was waving, was waving. to Noah. <laughs> no how do you know that no one else is here okay noah can you hear me uh, are you gonna ask him 
Zach wants me to ask you if you dye your skin green. He would not. For you! For you! For you! That's important! That's important! No. I don't know why I expected anything what? else other than that. What? Permanently! Permanently? Maybe for just like a day. Okay, he said in the horny voice, maybe for just like a day. Well, I already did that when I was a kid. He did it when he was a kid. He was Yoda. This is true. No. I was pregnant and I found a body. I thought the Yoda too, though. He was Frankenstein Yoda. He's done it twice. Maybe. Okay, so you could do it a third time for the fucking person you love. Oh my god, maybe you're onto something, Zach. Maybe I am in the green. Dude, dude, call, dude, fucking call that the DeGrinchy code. I crack this shit. The DeGrinchy code. I'll explain later. Oh, I this is um, a whole. Ca- yeah, fucking no. I hope you didn't have any fucking plans for the night. Right, Corey's gonna have to spend an hour explaining this bullshit to you. <laughs> um. Anyway, so do you have anything else to say about get real paid? I don't think you'd qualify. Fucking, can we please move on to the next song? I fucking want okay. food. Huff and fumes. Yes, we are talking about our fumes. second song, uh, which is uh, a B side from Loser called Fumes. I don't know why my brain did this, but when I went to, because when we listen to the songs, I like pull up Genius and Whiskey Clone. And uh, I typed in Beck Flume because I know he did do a song with <laughs> Flume. And I was Beck like, this Flume. isn't the right thing. I will say to plug our other podcast, it's a good oh Flume God. needle drop in The Young Hope that literally makes me sigh. So this. Phew. I actually want to talk about this one. Yeah. yeah this is. Uh, according to whiskey clone because literally like we already said earlier i had never heard the song before zach we we didn't know this shit fully new i was excited when i saw the little like loser single cover come up though because i knew that we were getting something new to both of us it's so funny you said that i literally did the exact same thing i saw the cover and i was like oh whoa (laughs) i got like really excited about it yeah and it was merited because this song was like really really fun i i loved listening to this i literally told courtney i was like dude i'm gonna like this because like i'm like might put this in one of my films like honestly it's like yeah it's great it's super fun (laughs) pardon me yeah um so whiskey clone said that the first version appeared in 1992 for a tape called don't get bent out of shape which is as Whiskey Clone says, the quote most normal version. Because um, yeah, there's there's three versions of this song. Yeah, we, we so, got the third one. <laughs> so this that that first tape one is like the, um, like just acoustic guitar and simple. Um, they they compare it to I Get Lonesome, but with a bit more action, which I get because I Get Lonesome is a very like, I don't want to say one note song. It's just kind of slow. I think it fits the vibe oh, of that. Yeah. Um, 
And it says this version was also included on the tape Fresh Meat and Old Slabs. The next version um, he recorded for Golden Feelings, but it didn't end up on the album. And uh, it did appear on some outtakes that circulated in 2001. And this one's like crazy, I guess. Um, It's more intense than the acoustic one, but um, they say that some of the humor has been lost. And then the one that we listened to was the one that was released as a B-side for Loser. Um, They describe it as a totally rocking band arrangement that borders on psychedelic pop. And I definitely agree. Um, It's super fun. Like they even point out, you can hear Beck laughing. And I I noticed that as well. Like it just seemed like he was having a blast recording it. There's like an interlude in the middle where they're just talking and Whiskey Clone labels it as chatter in the lyrics, which I think is so funny. Like, I think that's a cute little addition. But it's fun. Like, you can hear, like, people talking behind him, but then you can hear, like, Beck's very deep voice saying something. And it's just, I don't know. They're just hanging out. There's, you know, just guys being dudes. It's great. Yeah, there, there's literally, like, movements to this song. Like, the first yeah. part of it is, like, a very kind of, you know, it makes sense as, like, a B-side for Loser, honestly. It has, like, kind of a similar, like, young Beck like he's vibing but like still making good music it's not really fun lyrics Beck says fuck a lot which me and Courtney both agreed he should do more keep swearing King keep swearing bring it back hashtag Beck say fuck like I said we have hope for bad Beck saying fuck because he did say fuck and Valley of the Pagans so yeah exactly I don't know like, Beck, did he write that line or did gorillas I don't know like don't Beck know. if you're listening like say fuck at us you you yeah. can be our dad like like get mad at us like pretend we just fucking like broke the family face like you can say fuck at us it's fine. okay he doesn't need to pretend there are so many legitimate reasons Beck could say fuck to you and I like real, I I say. real life reasons. <laughs> I was gonna say, there's no reason to intend. There's so many different reasons that Beck is daddy. <laughs> I mean, that too. Did you see him playing that bass in those oh high waisted? I'm just saying, you you gotta have fucking long ass fingers to play bass. All I'll say is, if he is on that fucking Natalie Bergman track and in that video, there's gonna be a lot of things I have to edit out. <laughs> until this music video that Beck was in for Natalie Bergman drops I'm going to fixate on it and if he's not in I'm going to freak out why was he there if he wasn't in it hi everyone it's editing Courtney uh, we recorded this Tuesday so um, the now iconic and beloved picture of Beck sitting in the grass and in the all white tip for the Natalie Bergman video had not dropped yet neither had the video but as of me editing on Thursday morning the video dropped and I want to say he's in it. Yay. This is, I, I should, I'm not even telling Zach that I'm doing this. I feel like this is a, this is a me thing, not a Zach thing. I don't think he'll be upset. We can talk about it at another date, but like we have a plan for a different thing for next week's episode. So I just wanted to comment on it since it did drop today. It's a really cool video. I think it's a really lovely song. That's clearly about Natalie's dad. And it, it's very beautiful. Beck is not on the track. Beck is not even holding an instrument. He is just, um, playing around the rosy and like sitting in the grass and almost tripping. Um, I really don't know why he's in this video at all. I have no clue. They must just be friends. It's really cute. Um, I would love to see him like back her up the way he backed up Joy Downer for like a live performance or something. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, Cause you know, I like when he is folky. So definitely check out the video. 
Um, the song is called uh, Home at Last. It's very lovely. I really like Natalie Bergman. I'm glad that Beck posted about her a week ago on his story because I didn't know who the hell she was until he did that. Uh, so check out the video. I am obsessed with the look. Y'all know I love a pseudo-religious all-white cottage court vibe and that's what he's serving in this so thank you mr beck and thank you natalie bergman okay editing courtney out normal episode resuming now i gotta know what's up i too am am curious <laughs> you are not curious this song i am well, i'm not i'm not that horny <laughs> This song has three distinct movements. The yeah, first one is a chill kind of vibe with like lots of, you know, just cool kind of Beck ironic weird lyrics. The middle section is just, you know, funny little anal title, talky sesh, which like, you know, I, I like every now and then. Sometimes I'm like, okay, some songs, usually when they like end on it, there's like a song and then there's like a minute straight of people like talking or whatever at the very end. And it's like, okay like again like i've heard the songs like whatever but like i feel like this one does lead into its own thing which is the third part of it where like me and courtney both kind of made just like a whoa like face because like the end of fume like our version is literally like beck doing metal and it's like kind of the raddest thing it's the closest i would say i would uh, i've heard him get to metal like actual yeah. I mean you could it's argue really that good. like maybe motherfucker is a little yeah. like that. Um let's speak of that on the second did we get on the first episode? We took that on the first episode. The first like back to back episode, the second episode. Was that really? I think Man, it was the wow. second episode. I'm pretty sure. If not, it was the I know it was because we recorded the first two episodes on the same day and we got that. Yeah. Oh that's memories. Right. But I would oh, say that's man. the other closest that he's gotten to, and it's yeah, still not yeah. like actually metal, but it's the closest I would say Beck yeah. has ever gotten to. But metal. It's, and it's, it's fun. It's early Beck. Yeah, he'll never do it again. He should not do it right now. I mean, not to police what he should and shouldn't do, but I just don't think it would work. I think he it only works. I think he would. Voice. Yeah, like don't do it again. But it's great. It's super fun, and it. I like that you pointed out that it makes sense that it's a loser B side because it's almost like. Not that I enjoy the, like, Beck is a slacker thing, because he's not, despite the fact that Loser made him, like, slacker guy. Yeah. Um, this is definitely, like, narratively, you have, like, I'm going to pretend, like, the character in Loser um, yeah. being all, like, defiant and, like, tongue-in-cheek and, like, self-aware and all that but then like the song ends and he just goes and huffs nitrous oxide in a truck with his friends and like that it just makes sense <laughs> it really does like honestly yeah i mean there's not much to say about the lyrics because it's literally just like about doing nitrous oxide in a truck and i mean that's great I mean, I, 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 it's not great. Don't do that, kids. But like, it's a fun song. Zach, stop. Am I really? Like, have we really gotten to the point where Zach is encouraging listeners to do nitrous oxide? Look, we made a joke about it before we recorded. We said, look, th there, there's two ends of the spectrum when you listen to Fume. 
Courtney, would you like to? Yeah. To so I said like, this must be a really good like song if I'm enjoying it. And it's about huffing nitrous oxide because I'm, I, I do not stand for that. Because Courtney's straight edge. I'm very straight edge. <laughs> this is not new knowledge to any of you. As opposed to the opposite end of the spectrum. Not me anymore. <laughs> but definitely me when I was around Beck's age or at least mindset when he did Loser and Fume. I was about to say, he was 24, I think, when this came out. So. Uh, okay, so <laughs> So now, <laughs> that's what I mean when I say that's what I mean when I say like the mindset. I feel like Beck was sixteen for like a solid couple of years. I agree. So, no, I know. So that age of me, a notorious fume huffer. So and you know what, kids? It, kids? You want to know why I used to be smart, but now I'm just stupid? I huffed a lot of fucking fumes. Perhaps it didn't help the cough that our friend has developed either. So, <laughs> okay, that one you just conjured up to be funny. That wasn't a real one. I'll never tell. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> he winked when he said <laughs> Puff some sweet, don't Look. puff it, just inhale some sweet, sweet, clean oxygen, everyone. Look, from the am- air. <laughs> Am I saying that huffing fumes will give you inspiration to be a great artist later in life? I don't know. You tell me how popular Euphoria is. <laughs> that is probably the worst thing I've ever seen. I don't know. Maybe it's not the worst thing. It's so, definitely not the worst thing you've ever said. I think um, you talking about John Lennon getting really friendly with a bullet was probably up there. That's um, like one of my new favorite quotes. It's though. great. It's funny. However, I would say it's what what you would call insensitive compared to you making a euphoria joke. Dude, if Liam Gallagher's fucking listening, bro, He'll I'm sorry. You. I do not care that Len- Lennon got shot. I don't care that you named your son that you've seen three times after. I think he's closest with victim. that one. I mean, he's yeah, because he's the only that. one that fucking follows him on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> also, dude, Come on. Like, like, what if I named my fucking son fucking JFK? It's like, you are my favorite bullet, baby. Like, come on. Um, do you have anything else to say about Fume? Because I do have a Liam Gallagher tweet I want to share. Because it's festive. Do not actually huff fumes. I... No. <laughs> Here's me actually being serious and saying to you, I did some dumb shit when I was younger and I'm thankful that I am not an addict this day and age because I do know addicts and I am glad that I am not one of them. So as much as I joke about, oh, Courtney's not cool because she doesn't do shit as someone who is very caustically close to <laughs> addictive shit, you shouldn't do it. Go, go oh, ahead. Ruin uh, my day with this fucking insane man okay so okay but this one's funny go ahead it's so funny so i'm gonna do a little bit of backstory we have a liam gallagher tweet for you but this is vintage this is from 2020 so um vintage you all know friend of the pod sean who runs seltzer cast and also uh is the host of our our podcast within this podcast oasis 
I'm listening to Oasis and I'm not talking about Desert's Love. Uh, I'm glad you did the full title. Um, so he's he's getting into Oasis. He really likes Oasis. Couldn't be me. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> however, we were talking, we were just talking about Liam Gallagher. Um, his sister, friend of the pod, Aaron of Moody's Pod, they're related. If you guys didn't like assume that from their names being the same. I, I um, know I sure didn't fucking know. <laughs> um, uh, they were like watching Liam Gallagher videos. We were just talking about Liam Gallagher. And I don't know. Somehow we started talking about just the whole like Britpop feud. And I brought up the whole thing that like one of the reasons that Liam Gallagher allegedly doesn't like Damon Albarn was because Damon Albarn slept with his girlfriend or whatever. So Sean like didn't know that. He hadn't heard that, which I don't blame him. He's new to Oasis. Um, so I was looking for an article to like explain the whole thing. And I stumbled across an article that had in this article there it the article was about the fact that Noel about a year ago, Noel said in an interview that that was like the reason they hated each other was because Damon slept with one of Leon Gallagher's girlfriends, allegedly the mother of one of his children, the whole thing, which like, that's not good, but I'm not going to get into that. I'm not the one to be like the morals police on this. Like we know, we know whose side I'm on. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, but Liam Gallagher denies that this is the truth. And he denied it with this tweet. Let me read this for you lovely people. Okay, here we go. Or do you want to read it in the voice, Zach? I don't know if I can make it through. I can It's it so It's so insane. I feel like this is like your thing. So like, go okay. ahead. I like that this is my thing. <laughs> okay, here I go. Just for the record, me and Derma Oblong never fell out over a girl or a boy. We always had the crack. Think things turn nasty when Noel Gallagher wished he, Dermot, caught AIDS and die. Not our kid's finest moment, as you were LGX. <gasps> There's so much to this. There's so much to this. <laughs> I, I have read 500 page novels with less <laughs> fucking stakes and impact than this one tweet. I completely agree. Um, so <laughs> off the bat, right off the bat, he calls Damon Auburn Dermot Oblong, which like I yeah, by, by the way, if that wasn't apparent during the tweet reading, Liam Gallagher has just referred to Damon Albarn as Dermot Oblong. I like when I read this ever. this morning, I was like almost going to change my display name to Dermot Oblong. But I didn't. Dermot Oblong. It's so funny. Also, I, got I know, you know it's like, that, that was a good roast. <laughs> it really is. No genius. So I'm gonna go analyze this like point by point, like chronologically through the tweet because there's so much to talk about. God, so yeah, please. I get that the line never fell out over a girl or a boy. I get that he's referencing the song, the the Blur song, "Girls Who Like Boys." Yeah, that song. However, I like that this insinuates that he is openly bisexual, that they are both openly bisexual. <laughs> I was really going to say that, the implication and, that they're both bi. <laughs> and need I remind you, Zach and listeners, I'm typing as fast as I can. Courtney's typing in Liam Gallagher homophobic. <laughs> no, I am not. I'm typing in Liam Gallagher, James Auburn, not. football 
the fucking pick where they are literally like about to kiss. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> he called him a gob shite. <laughs> I shit on Liam Gallagher a lot, but the fact that he is like a person in modern times that will use the insult gob shite is so fucking funny. Also, hello, Shutterstock. <laughs> I just want to read a we're this looking is, at a Shutterstock uh, image of Liam Gallagher pantsing Damon Albarn. And he's not stopping him. And you can literally see just full ass crack. Just This is like the like photo of Damon Albarn's ass cheeks with Liam Gallagher's hand an inch away from I'm it. so glad that like Liam Gallagher didn't like Varg Vickerness. Damon Albarn, because that's the parallel I'm drawing. This right is now. so fucking insane. Um, okay, did I lose the tweet? Okay, they totally fucked. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh. So. Uh. We. He then says we always had the the the. I'm an. I say crack. My Irish friend kind of says it like crack. Um. Yeah. Is he saying crack? It's no, it's like a it's like a British way to say like like banter. Like I was gonna say, like, yeah, like like enjoyable yeah. social activity. Like what okay, had had the, the crack, yeah. Yeah, let me let me get like uh someone pronouncing <laughs> You're gonna get that pronunciation like okay, YouTube page. Here we go. There it is. It's gonna say it all wrong. Crack. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it's literally just crack. All right. Thank, thanks, Crack. Emma Saying. Everyone subscribe. <laughs> okay, anyway, so... Um, Go to emmasaying.com. Yeah, the crack, the okay. crack that they used to have was gay sex together. Um, anyway. Think yeah, things yeah, the only fucking crack here is Damon Albarn's on Shutterstock. Literally. Literally. <laughs> like, if I really am going to, like... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to write my dissertation that I haven't started on this tweet. Um, <laughs> Courtney's and paper. And a master's but- <laughs> degree... In Liam Cor- Gallagher Cor- tweet. Courtney's thesis, a bisexual reading of Liam Gallagher's tweet. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so, and this is where it starts to stop making sense because he's not using proper English. Um, <laughs> things turn nasty when Noel Gallagher, I like that he types it out, like his full name, as if we won't know who Noel He's is. your brother! You could just call him and Noel. And then he says, when Noel Gallagher wished he Dermot caught AIDS and died. So there's many ways this could be perceived. Is he saying that Noel wished Damon Auburn caught AIDS and died? Is he saying that Noel wished that Noel himself like got AIDS from Damon Auburn <laughs> and died? I don't know. I can't fully there's there's a lot to kind of crack here. I think that it's Noel saying he wished that Damon caught aids and died <laughs> okay i agree so during a crack things got a little heavy <laughs> noel said i hope you get aids damon and die <laughs> that's I, that's here's what the thing. i'm here's the thing i believe that i do think noel is right and that they fought because they had probably a bisexual love triangle that's my guess Courtney um, said, I think Noel's right. Damon Albarn should get AIDS. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying I think that Noel is right that that caused the feud. I think that Liam is also right that Noel probably told Damon Albarn he hopes that he catches AIDS because I think that I, Liam gets the flack 
Noel Gallagher is also a chronically unhappy man. <laughs> there, yeah, I would say Liam should not get all of the the, the lion's share of, of dissing because they're both fucking crazy. <laughs> and so I believe both of these and that both of them said stupid shit that would have caused a riff in this group. Like, I believe it. Um, yeah, not so just our kids, our kids finest, but like, is he meaning like our, like not our finest moment? I think that's, a, I think that's a nickname for Noel. I'm going to verify. Our kid? If I it is. See. Or is that? This really is the fucking Da Vinci Code. Yeah. We're fucking translating hieroglyphics <laughs> from these fucking Liam Gallagher tweets. Okay, guys, I've hacked into the mainframe. <laughs> There's a post about it. Um, it's okay. It's a Manchester thing that brothers call their brothers. Oh, okay. Oh, and so it is short for our uh, kid. Okay. So like him. Okay. Yeah. That, so, um, that's some fucking kids in the hall shit. Shout out to Valerie. No, not Twitter for <laughs> iPhone. Stop. Not Twitter for <laughs> iPhone. We have an iPhone King. Wait, I want to see. He tweeted. I know Beck has an iPhone. I just know. I don't need to verify. Um, so yeah, now that we've analyzed you guys are writing my thesis with me. This is so powerful. Um, now that we've analyzed this, he, guys, I think is this he's real. I also think that he's called. He's accusing Noel Gallagher um, of being homophobic. Clearly, that's what uh, it sounds like. It, 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 to continue with this bisexual reading, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's definitely some homophobia in there because it had to be AIDS out of everything to die from. Oh, and trust me, <laughs> which I get, I know that. is not a, you know obviously. I am I am a filthy queer myself, so I know that it is not simply a queer thing. But no, but I'm for sure a straight that... white guy, it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> Zach Behave. pointed out. So <laughs> I want you. To do this I one. just because I could just like turn to shit, and like the first thing I saw was this reply beneath it, where someone said, "Behave, son. X Lucas, behave, son." Liam said, "Fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um i really hoped he would make a subtweet this does not stay off Twitter. i was hoping we would get some sort of subtweet oh god fucking why are you fucking liking his fucking lennon and yoko tweets you fucking bitch god damn you <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry to call you that in the heat of the moment i don't mean that at all that, but i know i know you that. like but i want everyone to like, i'm so genuinely you. sorry no, you're good, but that's how much you hate Liam Gallagher. However, it really, that's how much I hate him. And, and that's how much I hate that you like every single one of his tweets. It doesn't matter what he's tweeting about. I'm you like every single one of them. On. It puts them on my timeline, Courtney. I am not the only one liking them. You know Sean Patrick O'Brien's liking those tweets. You know Aaron's liking those tweets. You know Skyler's liking Exactly. Those All of you are fucking monsters. We were brought, Liam was brought into our lives again. Like I liked Oasis in high school when I like yeah, yeah. Twitter and Beck and all this shit. It's coming back to haunt me in a powerful way. I have a podcast now. Um, this bitch was bought, brought into our lives because he made a subtweet about Dermot Oblong. So I thought perhaps on the day of Dermot Oblong's birth, we would get a subtweet. But he, Liam chose to be the bigger man today. So he did, you know, that's that's character growth from him. By the way, she made a second hand and, and it got um, marked as sensitive content. Like Twitter knows. Twitter <laughs> knows that those veiny hands are sensitive content. 
incredible work though jane we love to see it so um this was a great episode we talked way too long um (laughs) to think that three hours ago you were telling me to yell at noah if you would dye his skin green because you said if i wasn't with noah i would be with Check notes, Murdoch Nichols. Thank you very much. I'm glad you think that highly of me. I did like him the most when I was in middle school because he looked the most alternative, though. I will say it. Oh my fuck. Okay, well, there it is. There's the fucking smoking gun. <laughs> Talk about fucking burying the lead. Not because I was like, not because I was like horny anime titties. I just thought he was cool. When me like like religious ass upbringing, I was like, he's got an upside down cross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was cool too. But like, I wasn't, I didn't think that was bad because I was raised agnostic. But um, C- kind of an awakening for more reasons than one. Tbh, noted fucking cartoon fucker Zach. Over oh, here. oh, so you're the one, not me. I. You know, like, obviously, at all above the right age, I would get with every member of Gorillaz. No, <laughs> I, I really would. I, I really would. Good, I, good, uh, good clarifier. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, song machine. Everyone, good. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Because, because no, no, because like when, because when I was a kid, I was always like. I just want to like hang out with Noodle. Like I yeah. think she's cool. Like I wanted to be like a besties with her. Like yeah. she's my favorite. She's a bad, but <laughs> I no, she's. Always, I would say she's. I mean, I liked Murdoch because he was like cool, but I was like Noodle the best because she's like, yeah, I don't know, girl power. Like that was my girl power. Like, exactly. Girl plays the guitar. Um, she's a bad awesome. bitch now. Full on. She um, she she really is. It's not good for to her. be like he he anime titties on the pod, but like good for her. <laughs> um, yeah i feel I like that's looking my that, thing like, canonically i didn't realize that they're like 40 she's not but like judy's like 45 yeah like, yeah they're i get it they're I like know. actually aging which is good they, they age in real time yeah, yeah. so it's like fuck because yeah she was like you know a teenager when like yeah started or whatever so she's younger but like that's so weird because like 2D is pretty much like a little younger than Damon Albarn. <laughs> That's turned, like it. It's like oh, 53 today. I googled it because it's his birthday today. Perfect wrap back around. Happy love, birthday to back to back character. <laughs> he really Dermot Oblong. I tweeted it today. I tweeted our favorite. You did my literally my favorite reaction picture of all time it really i think is my favorite reaction picture of all time i'm sorry to roast this man daily i respect the hell out of him i think he's one of the most talented working musicians i'm so glad that i have like fallen back in love with his music in the past year but my god if that fucking photo specifically the deep fried one (laughs) specifically the one i deep fried if that is not the best reaction image closely followed or tied with the picture of ethan hawk in first reform sitting at the pew with his eyes closed that is maybe the most powerful are you doing the daemon <laughs> um, he looks so upset in the picture <laughs> at least he was wearing a mask and then he's deep fried he literally looks like sun blotched like a fucking tomato in the, picture, in the deep fried version 
Courtney's tweet was so good. I literally like tried to come up with an original tweet, but hers was so good. I just retweeted it for like my birthday tweet for David. It's just that the power it. of that image. I was not going to make a personal account like like on my personal Twitter tweet about it because I feel like I'm not like I'm slowly becoming like part of like music Beck Brit pop Twitter on like my own personal account because like uh-huh. I don't want to always like have to wear the mask of the back to back podcast because like certain things it's like the back to back podcast does not need to be like retweeting blur shit. That's weird. We're the back to back podcast, but like I can retweet blur shit. But anyway, once I saw that Liam Gallagher tweet today, I had to quote retweet it and say happy birthday to my favorite Brit pop oh, boy, Dermot Oblong. And then I signed it CCX, like the king himself, Liam Gallagher. Dermot I should have said, I should have said, come on, you know. But anyway, yeah, it, he his birthday will be long gone by the time this episode airs. And I'm literally losing my voice. Can you tell? We've been talking for like three hours. So yeah. Thank God that. we started recording at seven. Yeah, honestly, we considered doing an hour later, but I'm glad we did because now I'm fucking hungry and I'm just going to eat and go to bed. <laughs> go eat something, King. But this is a great episode. This was great. I, 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 I think, like this one a lot. I think it'll be good. And I, like we said, look forward to something both incredibly yeah. different, but also completely the same next week. And I will tease, we have a guest. It's a guest we've had on before. He's a legend. I'm going to edit that out that I said he, because we I'm only pretty have sure we male said guests. It. I'm pretty sure you said it multiple times. Okay. Anyway, I don't know. Y'all may be on us. I won't lie, but it'll be fun. We'll have a good time. If you liked, I'll say if you liked the last 20 minutes of this episode, you're really going to like the entire April Fool's episode. Uh, more like the last oh. 20 minutes of every episode at this point. Um, That's just how it is, like, pretty much now. It's, it's a whole cast of characters. We love Beck. Go stream the Joy Downer Corden performance for clear skin actually do it's yeah, really good like legitimately do that and give us more people you think should be characters in the back to back podcast universe. please i would love I'm, to keep both i'm getting sick over. about talking about just fucking brit pop people so <laughs> feel free you to love liam part. you made him your lock screen don't deny it yeah i did and then i fucking changed it again because i realized that was stupid okay <laughs> Thank you for listening. Follow us on Back to Back Pod on Twitter, Back to Back Podcast on Instagram. Follow Zach at underscore cheese dip. Do not follow me, but if you find me, you can follow me. Um, stream uh, Joy Downer for Clear Skin. Stream Natalie Bergman for Clear Skin. Um, stream like those version, like the version of Feel Good Ink that's like just the baseline. I know that has to exist on YouTube, like just the baseline. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you did that so casually <laughs> okay i don't mean i really do not mean do, do, okay anymore. no no, no. Do, do, what, are you gonna say something about no, it no i was gonna see if it exists on youtube Oh, I know it does. I know what I know what it does for a fact exists because I was playing it in my car earlier today. If you're looking up that version of Feel Good Ink, also look up the version of Feel Good Ink where uh, it's Aku from Samurai Jack saying extra thick over and over again. It's really funny. I'm just going to play this out.
Okay, that's not enough of that. Maybe I'll learn that on banjo. Um, Fucking tell me what you want me to learn on banjo. I know I should learn a back song on banjo. I'm simply too scared because all his music is like way too complex for me to understand, and we're taking baby steps. But play play the Aku extra thick song. Going bad on banjo. (laughs) (laughs) I need the. You know what video I'm talking about? No, I don't. I. (laughs) Um. Um. Send it to me. Send it in the chat. Are you gonna do it? Send it in the chat. We have to. We have to now. I mean, and then I'll I'm just gonna that. end call without stopping the recording. <laughs> you can do this shit right now. Wait, Huge wait, blind spot for me, Samurai Jack. Both the original and the reboot. Totally missed it. Oh, so good. I know. So good. Maybe someday, maybe that can be the podcast we do, the Samurai to Jack podcast. The Jack Wait, can you Jack. The Jack Oh, yeah, Jack. yeah. Dude, Jack is back. He came back. Uh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. I love this video so much. Hi everyone, make sure you check out other podcasts within our podcasting family. Millennial Canon, where Kira and Adam discuss films on the millennial Gen Z cusp and how it shaped them as film fans. Aggressively Okay, where Adam and Joe cover all things pop culture and film. SeltzerCast, where Sean and Agass explore the bubbly world of seltzer. Dan for Life, where Nick, and sometimes Lauren, interview Agass through the lens of the seminal text, Dan in Real Life. Moody's Pod, where Nick and Aaron take the classic Amanda Show segment Moody's Point and break it down episode by episode. Dadcast, where Jillian and a guest sit down to review a movie your dad probably fell asleep to on the couch. The featured players, where Bram, Beth, and Brendan talk about the weekly status of Saturday Night Live's featured cast. And I Was Scared too, a horror movie podcast hosted by Kids Cinema and Mr. Movies, aka Fashion JZT, where they talk about all sorts of spooky, scary movies. Thank you so much, everyone. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs>